You're listening to Heather Solves Everything, a show about discovering strengths and solving problems. So what are we waiting for? Let's get into it. Congratulations. You made it back to another episode of Heather Solves Everything. This is the show where I take credit for making the world a better place by introducing you to the people who actually are. It's a problem-solving show, and each week I bring your biggest problems to the experts with solutions. My name is Heather Fusilay, but my friends call me Healthy Heather because I'm a national board-certified health and wellness coach. That means it's my job to help you live a healthy, balanced life. And it's not just my job. It's my most favorite thing to do in the whole wide world. So I'm really glad that you chose to be here today. Remember to look for Heather Solves Everything on Facebook and Instagram. That's where I post all the extra stuff and share my 22 things that I'm doing in 2022. Whatever podcast app you're listening on, click follow or subscribe and set up automatic downloads so you always have the latest episode waiting for you. And if you like my show, tell your friends. Sharing is caring, guys. So thanks for sharing your favorite episodes and maybe the ones that were just okay. Now, today's problem isn't really a problem. It's a story. It's a conversation. I've got my friend in the studio today with me to talk about life transformation how he made some drastic changes to his life and how you can approach dramatic change too. Welcome to the show, Greg. Hey, Heather, what's happening? Wow, look at all these people that are in here. Hey, everybody. Hey, all right, all right, that's enough. That's all right, please, please, that's enough. Greg Tish is the host of The Greg Tish Show, <laughs> airing weekday mornings at 6 a.m. Eastern on Real Talk 93.3 FM in the Florida Panhandle. But you can also listen to him online at realtalk93.com and streaming every morning live on Facebook. He's a guy about town before hosting his own show. He was known for getting everybody up on the dance floor as a popular DJ, and he stays busy supporting local nonprofit organizations and keeping everyone around him smiling and laughing. He's a lot of fun, and I am glad to have him here with me to talk about his deep, dark, personal secrets. <laughs> I'm going to get the truth out of you today, Okay. Greg. All right. Are you ready to solve everything? I am ready. Let's get into it. Okay, so I said that Heather Solves Everything is a problem-solving show. It's about discovering strengths and solving problems. And I asked you to be my guest today because I've been intrigued by the dramatic changes that I have seen in you since we met. And I have seen a lot of people approach change. And I've worked with a lot of people who want to create change. And there's a lot of ways to go about that. Some people dabble. Some people like to habit stack. They like to, you know, create action plans of mastering one habit, then another one and another one. And then others go jump off the cliff and pull the string and do a whole bunch of stuff at once. And I kind of have you in the second category because yeah. from my outsider perspective, it seemed like there was a lot of dramatic change all at once. Mm -hmm. But I want to hear from you. What is your story of change? And really what I'm curious about is what was wrong in your life that you felt like something needed to change? My habits had gotten into where... 
I didn't even see them as habits. I just saw them as my life. Mm-hmm. And they weren't good. And a lot of them led to bad choices. And with, you know, there was drinking and then that led to bad eating. That led to laziness. That led to smoking more cigarettes. That led to, you know, taking a couple BCs in the morning, every morning. That led to drinking more sodas because your voice was just so raspy that you needed something to, and you didn't want to drink water because just your body didn't like water. My life was not healthy. My life was not in a good place. And I didn't realize that until it was, I I don't know if it was my 50th birthday or what made me realize that I can't continue on like this. Yeah. And it it all kind of started as I was wasting hundreds and hundreds of dollars each month on alcohol, on, on expensive foods, on cigarettes, on sodas, on energy drinks. And my producer, my wonderful producer on my show, that he's like, well, how much money do you think you could save a month? And I said, I bet I could save $1,500 a month changing everything. And I said, let's try, it. let's try it for a month. So that's when I, I jumped off the cliff and I'd stopped everything. And I never even found out how much money I'm saving. So the motivation wasn't really to change your health. At it first. was to change your pocketbook. At first. At first. Correct. I was 260 pounds when I stopped eating meat. Um, and when I stopped smoking, when I stopped doing all this stuff and alcohol also, uh, well, I quit, I quit the, the sodas, the energy or the sodas, the caffeine, meat and smoking one month. And then the next month quit the alcohol and then all that combination, I've lost 65 pounds. Well, 55. I remember, I'm I'm up a little bit. (laughs) I remember the day when you showed me your, um, your app for quitting smoking mm-hmm. and you didn't say anything. You just showed it to me and it took a second for me to realize what I was looking at. And it was your streak for how long you had gone without smoking. And as a, as I'm a certified tobacco treatment specialist, helping people quit smoking is one of my passions in life. And so I just remember like hugging you and just being so excited and and just gleeful. And then you started sharing, oh, well, I'm also doing this and I'm also doing this and I'm also doing this. And the the coach in me got a little bit worried, like, oh, no, that's too much at one time. You know, you're going to crash and burn. But that was over a year ago, I think. Almost a year, almost a year. And here you are really thriving. Thank you. Yeah. And that's so exciting. So when you first started working on change, you realized you had a lot of habits that were keeping you in a cycle that was self-destructive. Correct. And one thing led to the other, and none of it was good for you. Correct. And then you also started to realize, not only is this wrecking my health, you know, I'm also wasting a lot of money on on things that I could be, you know, that, that aren't even helping me, that aren't mm-hmm. even the positive part of my life. Why did that matter to you? I think that might have, I think that could have ultimately been subconsciously Mm. the excuse. Oh, interesting. And then this all came up. I was like, well, let's try it. Let's do it. Because also, I mean, the other thing, like, as I said, like, I didn't even realize how many like toxic friendships I had, Mm. toxic relationships I had because of my lifestyle. Wow. And yeah. those all came about, you know, it's like I don't even talk to some people anymore because the only times that I would ever see them were in a bar or after a bar. And so it just, I think that, I think subconsciously thinking about it more, I think the money saving thing was just kind of a, 
let's do it. And I made it very public. Like I said, we announced it on the show. I, I put it on Facebook, but then I started to realize more inside my heart, more inside my brain, like this, these, all this other stuff was really keeping me down because I was doing this and this and this oh, that's outside of the other stuff. Fascinating. That's so fascinating. So many times we do have a subconscious desire to change, and um, but we have other kind of sneaky mind methods that we use to put ourselves in a situation where the change has to happen. Mm -hmm. And so we we say, well, I'm going to save the money and I'm going to change the friendships and I'm going to you know change my patterns. And the ultimate outcome is that something else changes, too, that for that for some reason we couldn't get to otherwise. Right. Right. Well, you know, it's all connected. You know, none of these things happen in a vacuum. To see me drinking water every single day, just flat water, mm -hmm. <laughs> as opposed to your bubbly <laughs> stuff that you love, to see me doing that every day, to, I, and I haven't been going on the walks as much because it's cold in Florida, mm -hmm. but to go on these on these walks every day, and then now having a dog, or having my dog back, and then going on walks every day, to, to if I went back a year and said, hey, this is going to be you in a year, I would have laughed myself out of the room. No way. No way. But I think subconsciously, I would have said, okay, I can't wait for a year from now. Were there outside influences that motivated you? I know that, you know, you've had friends that kind of edged you on and said, hey, you know, I wonder how much money you could save. I mm -hmm. wonder. But was there anybody else who was really encouraging you to step into change? I was, I was briefly dating this woman, and she did not like the cigarettes at all. Uh, she didn't say anything about the alcohol, and I think that's why our relationship was even together was because of the alcohol, but she didn't like the cigarettes. So one day I was uh, up near Atlanta uh, with her, and I said, all right, I'm going into a CVS. Just doing it. Just doing it. And and so that that was, I mean, I still I credit her because of her dislike for that and me wanting to be in that toxic relationship <laughs> that, you know, that for helping me quit that. Sometimes people come in and, and to do something like that, and then they leave, and it's mm -hmm. like, that's why you were here. Mm -hmm. <laughs> Change is funny that way, guys. It can find a way to make itself known to you. And the things that really need to change will keep popping up and keep showing up, and you'll keep noticing them. But you're not always ready. You're not always ready. And when we come back from the break, we're going to talk about readiness for change and how to tell how ready you are and what you're ready for. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything. We're talking about changing everything at once. Stay with us. We'll be right back. Hey guys, it's Healthy Heather, and I'm so excited to announce that my book is ready for you to pre-order. It's called Happy Healthy You, Breaking the Rules for a Well-Balanced Life. I wrote this book because the healthy living to-do list is short and simple. Eat healthy, exercise, get some rest, and don't stress out. But knowing and doing are two different things. So help is here. We're going to explore how to understand your values and priorities, set boundaries, create a true vision for your life, and enjoy the benefits of healthy living right now. It's a 52-week guide, your path to finding a healthy lifestyle that suits your unique needs. Each entry includes a story with inspiration and advice, as well as a journaling prompt, weekly assignment, and reflection questions. 
I can't wait for you to read it. It'll be in stores May 2022, but you can pre-order it now wherever books are sold. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything. Do you have a problem to solve? This is the show where we don't just talk about what you should do. We figure out how to do it, how to bring change into your life in a meaningful way that works for you, how to identify what you're ready for, and then what, which of your strengths you can call on to start to change the, the course of your life in the direction that you want to go to. Now, sometimes it seems like when people have big dramatic changes in their life that it happens all at once. And I think about that being like the iceberg, you know, the portion of the iceberg that we see. And it's such a small fraction of the entire picture. You know, most of it's covered with water and there's so much. And if you've seen one of those pictures of um, an iceberg where it's like a third of it is, is showing out of the water and then there's this enormous massive amount that we don't see and changes like that. You know, we we show up and we see that somebody's lost weight or we notice that they're not smoking anymore, you know, or, or whatever, you know, they've, they've managed to turn around and we want to know what's your secret, what you do. But it's not an overnight thing. And a lot of times change is a very tangled up situation and there's u-turns and there's knots and there's you know all kinds of craziness my guest today is my friend greg tish who has undergone a year of experimenting with a lot of different change in his life and we're just recapping that process and what that was like for him and greg i'm wondering when you decided that you were going to quit smoking quit drinking, quit caffeine, quit soda, quit meat, (laughs) (laughs) kind of all at the same time. Mm -hmm. Within a month. Within a month. And um, I can't help but wonder, were these things that you had attempted to change before? Smoking. Yeah. Yeah. I'd I'd quit smoking for many years. Uh, uh, December 1st, 2011 is when I'd quit and I picked it back up maybe 19, 18 somewhere around there, maybe 17, I think. But I'd gone several years without smoking and just picked it back up. And it was just so easy to just dive back in. And, and, but I didn't miss it. But then once I had it again, I missed it. Mm-hmm. I mean, I missed having it and I had that more until I quit again and then I didn't miss it. And then there has been some times, uh, December have been, that was out somewhere. And I was just like, yeah, let me have one. And then, but then I realized how much I didn't miss it mm-hmm. when I had, when I've been, when I've tripped up along the way. Yeah. You, once you get back into those addictive substances that are mm-hmm. designed to hook us, you know, then you start to get those cravings back. But when you've been far enough removed, you can, at the very beginning part of that kind of recognize, oh, I don't like this, mm-hmm. but it's such a blurry line between I don't like this and uh, I'll have another. 
<laughs> there's a lot of times in the pool that there's not the rope that separates the deep end from the shallow end. Mm. And you sometimes don't realize that you're in the deep end. And it's, as I found out with alcohol uh, last October, uh, I'd started drinking. And so, and I was like, I'll just have one. I'll just have one. And literally how fast I got back into old habits. Mm-hmm. And October was, was miserable. Now, what I've done with, with that is now that it, I just have cut back. So before I was completely alcohol-free. Now I'm not, I'll have a drink every now and then but on the weekends. But during the week, I don't, I don't crave having one. But when I have that one, I crave having the more. Now, I, I drink very, very sugary fireball shots. And also, <laughs> I think it's the sugar intake. Uh-huh. Like, my body's going more. So, but it's, I don't miss it. But when I have it, I want more. Does mm-hmm. that make sense? Absolutely, okay. it does. Yeah. Um, over the holidays, I read, actually, I listened on Audible to a book called This Naked Mind by um, um, Annie Grace. And she talks about um, sobriety, you know, and just living in a, a life without alcohol. And I really liked it because she takes a lot of logic um, and she comes from a marketing background. And so she understands how alcohol and other addictive substances are marketed to people and how human behavior you know, is kind of taken hostage, you know, in that in that process. And it was very interesting to hear her talk about the um, pitcher plant where it is designed to lure um, its prey into its kind of gummy sticky leaves Mm -hmm. and then at you know i think it's like she talks about like a bee you know being kind of lured in and then getting stuck and then getting deeper and deeper and deeper trying to get out trying to get out and then before it realizes that it's stuck it's too late Mm -hmm. and i i think that's kind of the same as your analogy of the deep end and the shallow end you know you don't really realize you're in the deep end until you can't touch the bottom and that is the slippery slope of any type of habit that mm-hmm. starts to take over your life, whether it's in an addictive substance or just something that is self-destructive, you know, and that you want to change the course of, but you either don't know how or you recognize that you want the outcome, but you're not ready to take the steps. Right. And. Uh, and, and it is it's crazy how how fast I fell back into that deep end with alcohol in October. And and then but I had also realized, you know, I was like, hey, why are you destroying everything that, that you've built in this last part? And I didn't have any help. I mean, I would tell I would tell you, I'd tell other friends, hey, I'm this many days in or I'm this many months in. And but I didn't go to meetings, which I still don't plan to go to meetings. But I did this all just by making what I was doing as public as possible. Talk about it on my show, post it on social media, let everybody know what I'm going through. And it's funny, out of everything that I quit, what do you think that people, out of the sodas, the caffeine, cigarettes, alcohol, and meat, what do you think people freaked out about? Like, what you did what the most out I'd, of all those? Knowing your audience, I'd mm-hmm. say meat. Correct. <laughs> Can't believe it. Can't, what, what's wrong with you? What, what, I wonder why that is. Marketing? Maybe so. I, you know, I'm a vegetarian, mm-hmm. and for a while I was vegan, and then I decided um, that I would be a pizza vegan 
So like I would be vegan except pizza because a life without cheese just seemed unreasonable. And that's probably why I'd love dairy products. Yeah. <laughs> and I'm it, not going in. Yeah. And, and vegan cheese is not worth it. It is no, no. good. And, um, and, and people would get so angry with me for not eating meat. And I couldn't figure out why. The only explanation that I could think of is that it might be a mirror to them of something that they want to change about mm. themselves. I mean, ultimately, it's it's your business, and it's, yeah. if it's working well for you, then more power to you. And well, you called it earlier an experiment with that, and I don't and I don't see it as an experiment with any of the stuff anymore. I just see it as just as the lifestyle change that I have no problem being vegetarian. I've learned how, what to order when I go out. I, I've, I know what restaurants have what, and and then I have no problem with just ordering water, water with lime, which I love, and it's it's just. I like this new vegetarian. I mean, I used to grill every single night, and my grill is just out there weeping for me. <laughs> you know, it's singing the old player song, Baby Come Back. <laughs> and, and it's just like, I, and I want to grill, but mm -hmm. it's not worth it for me because I live alone, well, with my dog, but it's not worth it for me to throw just a couple hamburger patties on a charcoal grill and then and right. grill those up, or a couple Beyond patties and grill those up. So I, I don't use my grill hardly at all, but it's... But yeah, but people had the biggest problem with me, you know, quit smoking. Good for you. Mm -hmm. Quit soda and caffeine. Good for you. Well, some of the coffee drinkers didn't like it. Um, quit alcohol. Okay. Uh, quit meats. What's wrong with you? <laughs> are you sick? What's wrong with you? I mean, literally, people are asking me if I was sick. Is that a change that, that you feel like you're going to sustain? You said you feel totally comfortable being vegetarian now. Mm-hmm. I think so. I don't know how long, but I mean, I'm not like not going to quit the second we quit this interview that I, I enjoy. It. I enjoy going to the grocery stores and I have my little sections that I go to. And I just before I was eating the same thing, chicken quarters, prime ribeyes, prime sirloin, prime. Just everything had to be prime with me on the steaks. <laughs> everything had to be top, top shelf. And, and now I'm still discovering everything that's out there to eat that's vegetarian. And, and I love it. And it's not that I didn't eat vegetables before, but I, I was like, now I'm just, everything's plant-based. And I love it. You took a pivot and you started noticing new options, you know. Mm -hmm. And as you dropped some things, you picked up others that you tried on and decided that you liked. And you've gone through the process of realizing that it's not a straight line and that, you know, we all take detours and U-turns and get back on the path. And when we come back, we're going to explore that a little bit more. We're going to talk about, you know, being able to recognize when it's time for a pause. What does moderation mean to you? What does failure mean to you? Stay with us. We'll be right back. You're never going to get my love. Hey guys, it's Healthy Heather from Heather Solves Everything. I want to thank my sponsor, Kylene and Ryan Studios, a local husband and wife photography team who specialize in weddings and portraits of all kinds. Whatever special event you have coming up, they're your photographers for life. With a combined 32 years of professional photography experience, their unique perspectives shine through in every image you see. Find out more at KyleenAndRyan.com. That's KyleenAndRyan.com. Calm.
Welcome back. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything. We're here to rescue you. If you are ready to jump in to dramatic change in your life, you might feel like you're ready to just jump into everything at once. You might feel like you want to tackle one change, master that, move on to the next one, master that. And all of those approaches are great because if you've taken time to think about what your personality change is like, then you can be successful with any process that you take. There's a lot of trial and error. There's a lot of reflection. What worked? What didn't? What can I learn from? How can I grow through this? That affects which of your changes are going to be sustainable and which ones might take some more time. I'm talking with my friend Greg Tish, who has undergone a lot of changes in the past year. He's given up smoking, alcohol, meat, sugar, caffeine, caffeine, and then sodas. They always drink Diet Dr. Peppers. Okay. And um, as a result, has lost 55 pounds. It was 65, now I've gained the holidays. 65 pounds, yeah. still carrying a little holiday weight, <laughs> working on getting it off. But ultimately, a lot I mean, of weight. 55 pounds mm. is nothing to shake a stick at. I mean, that's significant weight. And what we're really talking about today is just the process that he went through. And the reason why I wanted to bring him here today is because Greg is not an expert in change. He's a guy who decided to start doing things differently. And we all learn those things along our own path. And before the break, we were talking about setbacks and times when we are moving right along and everything's great. And then we hit that, for some reason, October is always <laughs> always a spot where uh, we get tripped up. And I, I'm curious when do you know you're off track? It's. I think it's easy for everybody to know when they're off track, but when you realize, when when you can say, all right, I'm off track. And I, I mean, it's easy to get off track and it's easy to realize that you're on the wrong track, but for you to get back on the right track, that's the hard thing. Mm-hmm. Because the right track, like you said, it's not straight, it's twisty, it has knots and everything, but sometimes the wrong track, you know what's happening down that track. And then to jump back off to get to the the junction and pop that switch and get back on the right track is that can be a, a difficult thing to see. And I think just with with me that it was easy to see that I was on on the wrong path just because it, it just I, I just remembered how quickly, like I said, how quickly I, I went back into daily drinking, mm-hmm. how quickly I went back into being at the bars that I had stopped going to. Or I stopped drinking at. I never stopped going to the bars. I just stopped drinking at them. And then to get back on and to realize, all right, I need to set some realistic goals instead of just, like I said, it's to quit all at once. Mm-hmm. Everything I quit, that was, it wasn't that difficult until I started doing the other stuff again. Yeah. And then that became really difficult. And then, then I had the five to fall back on. Oh, I'm still doing four of them. Oh, wait, I had a cigarette. Oh, I'm still doing three of them. You know, and then, so it's, I had that to fall back on. That was my, like, oh, it's okay. I can have another shot because I still have quit four things. I'm still healthy. 
And then those shots, those first shots that I did, they were delicious. <laughs> I'm not going to lie. They were delicious. It, I taste, it tasted better than ever tasted before. And then there was a point where you were reminded why you quit doing it in mm-hmm. the first place. Mm-hmm. And, and there's a conversation with yourself of, okay, you know, that's where I am right now. Where do I want to go from here? Mm-hmm. I don't want hangovers anymore. Mm-hmm. I mean, that was it. Waking up with a hangover. I remember one day I was waking up and I was like, it's, it's freaking Thursday. Right. Why am I waking up with a hangover? Why am I back to taking BC powders? You know, why am I back to, you know, you know wanting a Red Bull? And it's all because of the one common denominator, getting drunk. So how did you get back into your the path that you wanted to be on? Just told everybody that I I told everybody, it's like, hey, look, I've been drinking. I'm getting back off. I'm not, I'm human, you know, that I, I slipped up, but here's what I'm doing. I, I've literally let everybody know each step of the way how I'm doing. If I'm struggling, I've put up videos on Instagram saying, hey, I'm out here, I am struggling. I want a drink so bad, or I want a cigarette so bad, or I don't want to be on this walk that I've made it as public as possible. And I've let them, all my friends or and social media followers, be my support group. And that's been the best. That's the best. such an important element of success, especially when you're working on resilient skills. And that's really what recovering from a relapse is. You know, you're, you're pulling on your resilience skills, your ability mm-hmm. to come back from adversity and having a strong support network is a big part of that. And it's important to make sure that your support network is actually supportive, you know, and, and are people who are going to, you know, help you to have grace for yourself and to, you know, accept your humanness and then also give you the type of kick in the butt that you need, Uh you know, to, to get back into where you want to be. Oh, I hear a lot of stories on Monday mornings about how, you know, somebody screwed up over the weekend. And it's an interesting conversation about, well, you know, what, what did you learn from that? And a lot of times we decide that the path is too narrow, you know, the path that they're trying to follow on the weekends or throughout, you know, whatever is considered to be a tricky spot is like too one of narrow. those roads in the mountains of Peru. Right. Right. Yeah. And and so we widen the road, you know, <laughs> like we we move the guardrails and we define you know, tell me what being off the path really means. Like, you know, let's really put some some adjectives on this so that you can know when you're off the path and then have a plan for getting back on the path. And people who have listened to the show for a while know my trick is always to take aim. A-I-M. Awareness, identify, and mold having awareness of the fact that you're off the track. And for you, that's like the clues of, I'm with my friends that drink a lot. I, oh, I'm with my friends that smoke a lot. I'm with I'm with them and doing that. And doing it mm-hmm. with them. Because I had no problem being with them not doing that. Right. But, but doing that. And I don't blame them. No, no, no. I, that's all me. I've always taken credit for every time I've screwed up. Well, not, not all the time, but, <laughs> but for, for this, I've, I've taken credit for everything that I've done. Yeah. And, and that's one of your clues. That's one of your awareness clues mm-hmm. is, you know, I'm with my friends and I'm actually taking a shot. I'm with my friends and I'm actually taking the cigarette, you know, and, and I, that's just like, you know, data point, data point, data point, awareness. And then 
I stands for identify the impact. What's the impact that this is having on me? What's the impact that this is going to have two weeks from now? And what's the impact this is going to have a, a year from now? I can tell you with the I with me is having conversations that you don't remember. Mm-hmm. That waking up the next day and having to look at your phone to see if you had conversations. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah. That to, you know, waking up, hacking up a lung when I was doing two packs a day. Right. Yeah. Know? And then, but there's still that addictiveness. Yeah. It's, got a hold on you. And so the next part is M, mold a new message. You know, once you recognize where you are and the impact that it's going to have on your life or that it is having on your life, then the the third step is M, mold a new message. How do what do I know has worked in the past? You know, and where's my support network and what type of words do I need to be able to get back onto the path that mm-hmm. is wide enough? That isn't too narrow for me. And so I always go for AIM, A-I-M, I like awareness, that. identify, and mold a new message. Yeah, it's it's with some of the stuff. And then that may be, I mean, I haven't gone to a group. I haven't admitted uh, to having any addictions um, because I'm like, I'm not addicted to anything. But clearly I am. And then... We but, all are. Mm-hmm. It's a, They're addictive substances. I mean, anybody who 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 decides to take part in that culture there's an element of addiction for everybody you know that's just how it's designed to operate but it's not everybody who notices identifies and molds, molds. a new message and those are the ones who get back on the path and i guess it's always like people saying what do you miss the most what do you miss the most and i was like this is what i like doing now the most mm-hmm. it's not what i miss it's what what have i discovered mm-hmm. that you won't discover down these down these certain paths that that are too narrow that you haven't even looked at the other roads that are nice and wide and and beautiful right yeah and the fact that you have been on them and then stepped off of them mm-hmm. and gone back builds the story that you tell yourself about why you're staying on the path that you're on yeah. and and ultimately leads to your success yeah. that's exciting I mean, it's the race isn't over no you know just because you just could you slow down from it doesn't mean the race is over We're all in it together, and we're all going to cross the finish line together. When we come back from the break, I've got a little bit of a change up in an old adage that you might be familiar with. We're going to switch it up a little bit and see if it helps you jump into change. Stay with us. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything, and we'll be right back. It's a wonder I can think at all. Hey guys, it's Healthy Heather. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything. This is the show where we tap into your intrinsic strengths to solve the everyday problems of life. And I need your help. If you've got a problem that needs solving, let me know. It just might make it to the show. Go to CoachHealthyHeather.com and click on Solve My Problems. Submit your idea, send it to me, and you never know, it might end up being on an episode of Heather Solves Everything. Welcome back, everybody. You're listening to Heather Solves Everything. I'm here with my friend Greg, and we're talking about his past year of change and some of the changes that he's brought into his life and what has stuck, what's been harder to hang on to, 
What he knows is for sure going to be a permanent change in his life. And the struggles that we all have to keep everything going in the same direction at the same time. We've talked about weight loss. We've talked about smoking. We've talked about the prevalence of alcohol in our society and the stickiness of, of that habit. I talked about listening to This Naked Mind by Annie Grace and the way that she starts to outline habits that can come into place and settle in without us even noticing until we step away from them and come back and then we see them clearly. We talked about how we knew we were ready for change and then what techniques work the best for when we take notice of the fact that we've stepped away and then we take aim we have awareness, we identify the impact, we mold a new message, and we get back onto the path smarter and more prepared. We've talked about reflecting on some of the elements of toxic habits that we don't miss anymore and how some of them are hard to kick. And ultimately, Throughout the course of this year, I'm going to be sharing more stories of transformation because change and transformation is a living thing. It, it's not like you just, you know, cut and paste and you're a new person. It's a, it's a process and everybody goes at it differently. And so I hope that you'll tune in throughout the year and listen to more stories of transformation so that you can also be part of this conversation. I want to hear about what changes you're bringing in to your life and how we can support you in those changes. If you heard yourself today, we're here for that. That's what we're here for. So please share with us. Let us know what you're working on. And to leave you today, I want to share some advice from me to you. So get comfortable. I'm about to get coachy on you. Have you ever said that you are ready, willing, and able? It's an old adage where I'm ready, willing, and able to tackle the task at hand. It rolls off the tongue. And I always think of a soldier in uniform jumping up to the front lines with a salute, ready for battle. I often have said I'm ready, willing, and able. But more recently, I've stopped to think about it a little bit more, and I wonder if maybe the words should be rearranged. In my work as a certified health coach, being ready for change is a big topic of conversation. You know, Greg was ready for change. He was ready to take action. And, you know, he identified what he was ready to start and then identified what needed to have a little bit more work. After asking about and listening to many people's desires and strategies for change, I think that if we take this phrase, ready, willing, and able, and put the words in reverse, we can discover what we are able, willing, and ready to do 
to create change in our lives. Because even if we want the outcome, until we are able, willing, and ready, it's going to be a difficult task. So the first word that I propose is able, that we are able, willing, and ready. The first stage is pretty easy because most of the things that we want to do for healthy living are already tasks that we know how to do. You know, we know how to buy fruits and vegetables instead of cookies and soda. We know how to drive to the gym. We know how to go for a walk in the neighborhood. We know how to turn off the lights and get in bed at a certain time. You know, we have the skills to do this. And, you know, we're adults. So generally, we have some level of control over our time. And sure, there's some of us for whom these things don't come naturally or we have obstacles that we overcome to be able to do them. But on the average, we're able to do pretty much anything we want to. So able, I mean, we've got that in the bag. Now, willing is a little bit rougher. Willing is what we are able to do and what we actually want to do. And I I wouldn't even go so far as to say what we want to do because you might be willing to do things that you don't really want to. I mean, you're able to get into the car and drive to the gym, but are you willing to miss something else in order to do it? You're able to drink plain water or tea while others have dessert, but are you willing to? I mean, that's different. It can take some time to sort out what you're really willing to do and what you're willing to miss out on in order to have a particular outcome. Be honest with yourself about what level of hassle you are willing to tolerate in your life if it means that you can make progress on a goal that is important to you because that's what it's really about. So you're able to do anything that you want to. You can find a way. And you may be willing to do some things in order to have the outcome. You might be willing to make some sacrifices in order to have the outcome. But I really want to know what you're ready to do. This is where we get to the good stuff. Being able to do things is a gimme. Being willing to do things feels like you've been talked into it. But are you ready? That's what you're excited about. Greg was ready to make changes in his life. He was excited about discovering the outcome. Being ready to take action is a great place to be because that's where you are excited to see what happens. And when you're curious like that, that's when the good stuff happens. Now, the best way to figure out what you're ready for is to think about how it would feel to take the first step. Does it feel like a chore? Does it feel like, oh, yes, that's fine. That's something I'll do. Or does it sound and feel exciting, something that you're curious about and you want to find out what happens next? Now, I realize that you may be listening and thinking, well, I'm ready to sit here in my chair and not do anything. How about that? And that's fair because this process is for people who want to change, not people who want to stay the same. The key to using the able, willing, ready process to get started towards change is to challenge yourself a little bit. Nudge yourself towards the next step. The results that you experience will be relative to the amount of challenge and effort that you put in. The more willing you are to take action, the more you will be rewarded. The beauty of working towards change is that this is a fluid process. 
very rarely do we just get up, start doing things differently, and never look back or get off track. Greg changed a lot of things at the same time. But as we've gone through our conversation today, we've explored how there were some parts where he looked back. There were some parts where he got off track. That's not the end. He's able to do all of those things. And he's willing to do all of those things. And he's ready to do those things. And that changes throughout the year. And I invite you to pay attention to how you feel in each of those stages and go to where you're curious with grace and compassion to know that when you are ready, it'll all come together. So my question for you this week is, are you able? Yes. Are you willing? Perhaps. Are you ready? Because ready or not, your life is here. Greg, thank you for coming today and agreeing to be so transparent and sharing your story with us. Thank you. This was, uh, this, this was good. This was good. This helped me. And it's just, you know, always just talking to somebody, you know, is just is an amazing thing. Well, I appreciate you being, being willing to talk because hearing your story is going to help others take those steps into what they are ready to do. It was so funny how I talked about stuff that I said I didn't want to talk about. Uh huh. <laughs> I noticed that. I noticed that. Guys, we did it. We solved another problem with a little help from our friends. Remember, y'all can listen to The Greg Tish Show every weekday morning at 6 a.m. on 93.3 FM in the Florida Panhandle and on realtalk93.com and live on Facebook. And, of course, you can stay in touch with me on Facebook. Just look for Heather Solves Everything. Thanks for listening, guys. I hope that something great happens for you today. I'm Healthy Heather, and I'm always here to help you solve everything. To connect with Heather and find out more about today's show, just look for Heather Solves Everything on Facebook and Instagram. With a little help from your friends, you can solve everything too.